Hey, hello, hi. Welcome to and back to the Equitheory podcast. I am your host, Jill Trees, and I'm laughing because that's the fastest I've done the intro so far because I've I've done it like five times now. And every time I'm like, hey, hello, hi, welcome to and back to the Equitheory podcast. <laughs> I'm so impatient, um, but I keep screwing up the next part. So we'll see how this goes. I'm probably just going to leave it. Um, but yeah, I I wish that you guys could see how long it takes me to get set up because I have to re-record the intro. Like once I'm in, I'm in. But man, getting into the episode is so hard and trying to frame the shot with all the different things, but that will be changing. And I'm going to tell you guys why in just a moment. But uh, first, we got to run the music. now we have to run the ads. If you are watching on YouTube, you're only getting this one. It is the ad for my Patreon for Equitheory. And, uh, you know, this isn't going to be a formal ad. I'm going to do a pre-recorded one later on, but I kind of just want to tell you guys about it up front because um, the second to last Thursday of this month, uh, which I do not have a calendar in front of me, I'm so ill-prepared, um, will be when we are having the live patron meeting and uh, I'm going to tell you guys about it because it's pretty cool and I thoroughly enjoy them. So if you decide to become a patron of the Equitheory podcast, there are in fact three tiers. At tier one, it's just a tip jar. It's a dollar a month just to support the show and me and the horses and all that, you know, self-employed. And the Equitherist light tier is the second one. That's the $5 a month tier. You get access to some pretty cool benefits, but it's the baby tier. The $10 tier is where it's at. That's the Equitherist. You're full-blown. You're all the way. You are there. You are the golden child. That's the tier. And uh, this tier is really cool because, one, you get to support the podcast. Uh, you get to vote on topics. If I ever remember <laughs> to put up a poll, um, I might have to figure out if I can get my mods to do that for me because I am just a baby dumb. Uh, and then the, uh, the other thing is that your questions get priority. So there is a channel on Discord that is your questions for the podcast. And if I'm having a dry week, you know, or I decide to do an episode answering questions, uh, talking about specific behavioral things, I'll kind of run through that and answer some questions that might be helpful to everyone. Like my horse has this issue with, um, you know, trailers or water hose. And then I'll work through that on the podcast so you guys can have access to that. Maybe sometimes it's your questions have priority, not a guarantee, but uh, will probably get answered at some point. So uh, beyond that, you have access to the Equitheory members only Discord server. You get that at uh, both tiers. The only one you don't get it as a $1, like you got to try a little harder, but it's a lifetime access. So, you know, you don't have to continue being a patron to be a member. And there are a whole bunch of channels within the server about different parts of you know, horse keeping and training and all that good stuff. And uh, you can chat with a bunch of really cool people. And I need some people that are active to get in there and like liven it up because, wow, <laughs> I just, I don't have the time I wish I had. I'm in there sometimes and I'm working on being in there more. And uh, my boyfriend is leaving for Korea in, on the 5th of August. So I will, I will be all the way in the chat. Okay. So, um, just, just a heads up. So yeah, then, and then the other benefit to being a member of the discord at the full-blown Equitherist here is that you have access to the super secret server that is for Equitherists only where we do the live meetings every month. It's usually the second to last or the last Thursday of every month. And, uh, you can ask me directly your questions, get real-time answers, and also the benefit to doing that is that if you ask me, I can answer and you can go, well, I already tried that. And I can go, well, did you try this? You know, so um, when I, whereas when I answer it on an episode, you know, you might not be able to do that and you're like, oh, crap, I already tried that. So um, yeah, the last thing is you get 10 to 15% off of merch. And also there's some automated merch through Patreon that they'll send you after you've been a member for like three months or something like that. I think I'm super informed on my own stuff. But um, I think that is long enough for an ad for the Patreon. If you are interested, it's there. 
and you can cancel it anytime. Like I said, with the, the Discord server, once you've become a member, you're in. So you can cancel after five months. Just be active, please. Please. People, let's have a community, okay? That would be great. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, moving, moving beyond the Stitch ad, um, the, the thing that I want to talk about first and foremost um, is that this is episode 99 of the Echo Theory podcast. Do you guys realize it's almost been 100 episodes? I've almost done 100 which is insane. So I am hoping that I'll be able to do something decently cool for episode 100. I asked you guys on Instagram already. And the day that this goes up, I'll ask on Instagram again, so that you guys can let me know or you can just comment on episode 99's post on Instagram, or literally anything, send me an email, I don't something um, (laughs) to let me know what you guys want to see us do for that. And by us, I mean me. I don't know, when I talk about like business things, I end up in the plural for some reason. Is that normal? I feel like a lot of people do that. Like it's just, it's literally just me, nobody else. And I'm like, us, we, here at Equitheory, <laughs> like it's a spa. Uh, anyway, so there's there's that. Um, and the other slightly less exciting thing about episode 100 is that it will be the last video episode. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> We had a really good run, I think. Uh, you know, I did like what 10 10ish episodes maybe uh a video and I I really enjoy doing them, but the the reality is I don't have time and like I um I also have to apologize that I missed last week. I did I ran out of time fully because it's not just like you know I sit down for an hour I gotta put on makeup I gotta I gotta write it like a little scripty do and I gotta do the things so it's a lot and I just am I've come to the conclusion you guys have heard me over the past couple of of episodes uh talking about this and I asked you guys on the survey uh you know, the, of like what you want to see from the podcast, what you like about it, what you don't and whatnot, that will be linked down below. If you want to fill that out, that'd be great. Oh my God. So many of you did it. I can't, I actually can't believe that that many people filled out a survey crazy. Um, and there's also a behavioral question one. So if you don't want to join the Patreon, but you want to ask a behavior question and like, see if I answer it, um, which I will hopefully get around to at some point, uh, you can throw it in there. Uh, and regarding that, I'm just going to take a quick tangent. We're seven minutes into the episode. You guys are ready for tangents. Um, uh, you guys remember, like, I did the patron Q&A there for a while, and it got really overwhelming. Well, I, I just decided that instead of attempting to actually answer every single question, I'm just going to let it happen. You know, I listen to Psychology in Seattle podcasts, and a lot of times uh, Dr. Kirkonda does his deep dives, and a lot of times he does... Um, like he'll cover a topic or talk about current events or, um, you know, just stay within one topic. And then occasionally he'll read off some questions and answer those questions. And I think I'm just going to have that doc available uh, via Google Docs and just, you know, read off of that every now and again, you know, and I think they're super helpful. And you guys seem to like those episodes. And we're just not going to do like Q&A. Blah, blah, blah. It'll be just be like, you know, like three questions and the high points, whatever. So, um, yeah, that's that's that. Um, I, I just think that it's a good, helpful thing. And I enjoy those about psychology because, you know, there's like ADHD and then BPD and then like there's specific questions within, the, you know, those big categories like a spousal ADHD, you know, things like that. And so I think that I'll be able to do something similar with horses and training and whatnot. And realistically, I don't always got a whole lot going on in my life or uh, like horse wise or things that like I really want to talk about. Um, I do happen to have that this week because a lot happened (laughs) this past week that I want to bring to you guys because I think it might be mildly entertaining, but I'm going to take a sip of my very empty water. So sorry about those sounds. Um, Yeah, so... That is that. Um, the, there is a word limit on the, the little docu do. So if you um, if you if you want to ask your question, it's it's similar to a Twitter word count. So uh, you know you can't do a full question because that was the other issue with answering all of the the Q and A questions was that it was like it would take me forty five minutes to read the question. So um, you know keeping it short and sweet to the point, we'll be doing that. 
but uh, on Discord, you can ask however long you want with as many details as you want. And I, it will just be up to me to shorten it for the sake of listening. But um, yeah, beyond that. Okay. The thing that I was talking about before this was that we are taking away video podcast because um, I'm just, it's it's not weighing out cost effectiveness wise versus time. And I, it's it's getting in the way of me making the episodes because I'm having to skip weeks because I'm like, Oh, I don't have time to like do my makeup or this or that. Whereas like, you know, when it's just audio, I can be out at the barn working all day and be sweaty and nasty and gross and come inside and just record and then go take a shower or vice versa, probably. But, um, yeah, I think it'll just, it's also more low key, more chill. Most people listen on Spotify. There were a lot of you that were listening on YouTube, which I appreciate because AdSense, but, um, yeah, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be throwing it right on right on back to the the audio only. The video episodes will still be up, and I'm probably gonna continue posting the audio episodes. If you do like to listen on YouTube on the Equitheory YouTube channel, I'll probably put the the video ones as well, and then just keep uploading um, just the audio only uh, with like a title or whatever, uh, so you guys can listen to that. Um, yeah. What else? What else? What else? Okay. I think I think that's it for the top of the show stuff. I kept that around the ten minute mark, so I am proud. We took the the ADHD meds today, and it's been like a week because it's been so bloody hot here in Arkansas, and it was just like I can't take my ADHD meds because it dehydrates me so bad. So I'm like I will end up with a headache after like five minutes. It's just so dreadful. I really should have filled that before I started, but I'm not starting this over. Um, anyway, so yeah, I missed another week. I do have some pretty great excuses. Um, first of all, uh, there's some heavy stuff that I want to talk about, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna lighten it back up because I have a few not so fun <laughs> announcements and stories and thoughts to share. Uh, because first and foremost, last week. Um, at some point today, what is today? Tuesday or it's Thursday. Jeez. Thursday, July 7th. And, um, I believe not last weekend, weekend before last, just kind of screwed up my whole week, (laughs) um, with the Supreme court decision. And, um, I am a woman living in a Southern state, a very, very Southern state, um, in the Bible belt. So what that means for me is nothing at the moment, but should anything dreadful happen, um, I am concerned. I'll say that much. Uh, I have been quite vocal on my Instagram stories about where I stand with this. And, uh, you know, honestly, if, if you disagree, I'm sorry. I think it's weird that you disagree, but (laughs) I mean, go, go off, I guess, um, and I know that this is a, a pretty horse niche podcast, but also it's not. I spend a lot of it talking about my life, my thoughts, my horses, my stories and stuff. And so I feel like this is an opportunity um, to use my voice. And it also feels very weird to sit down for an hour and talk and not acknowledge this because I, I think it's, I just, I honestly, when, when the thing was leaked, um, you know, that they were going to make the decision to roll back Roe v. Wade, I was like, no way. That better not happen. There's no way that will actually happen. This is the U.S., the United States of America, the land of the free. There's no way. Hmm. Very wrong. So um, at present, uh, if I get pregnant by any way, shape, or form, you know, consensual or not, whether I want the baby or not, whether I want to have a child growing inside me for nine months or not, I have to carry it unless it will kill me. That is the law in Arkansas. Um, and that's terrifying. Um, and it's, it's not just, sorry, there's a lot of sighing happening. Um, it's not, it's not just terrifying for me because, you know, I, I am, in a decent place financially, but there are many, many people in this state, uh, many women, 
people with uteruses, people that could get pregnant and be forced to carry a fetus to term is um, that don't have the same resources that I might be afforded. And um, it's really scary and really like, oh God, I've talked about this so much and I haven't like gotten emotional, but I guess it's because I'm alone. Um, but I'm not, you're here. But um, yeah, I, it's, it just makes me very, very sad and very, very scared for myself and for other women um, and for other people that, you know, can get pregnant that because it's not just something that affects women. Um, it's just, I, I've been, you know, mostly tweeting it or typing it and I'm not used to saying it, verbalizing it. So I apologize for that. Um, I'm well aware that it's not just women. We are progressive in this household, but, um, like I just, I really am feeling for, for everyone that this affects, um, because it doesn't just affect, you know, the people in this world that are in this country that can get pregnant. It affects everyone. These are civil liberties being taken away, um, an infringement on bodily autonomy and, it, it's really just honestly appalling that a country that's supposed to be so progressive and moving forward and like I'm all for the yes we've made progress let's acknowledge where progress has been made you know not get super um nihilistic I guess about it but um it this is scary this is very frightening and I have you know, I was raised in Arkansas. So, um, growing up, I was always like the American flag. Hell yeah, America. Woo. And like very, just like kind of quietly, internally patriotic, like happy to be here. (laughs) It's a good country. Why would I want to live anywhere else? And, um, as I've gotten older and the, the more that I see, the more afraid I am. Um, I'm afraid for the planet. Uh, whether you believe in climate change and global warming or not, um, there is an island of trash, like a continent of trash in the ocean. The coral reef is dying. Um, at rainforests, what are those? We're not about to not have them. And just like, I mean, I live in Arkansas, like I said, a thousand times. It's literally coined the natural state. And when I walk around, all I see is garbage on the ground because people just throw it out their car windows or just leave it where they ate. Um, And I am continually so frustrated. And I know that I sound like an annoying, like raging liberal, which I am not a liberal, but um, I'm also not conservative. Uh, It's... It's, it's, to me, these issues extend beyond this bipartisan nonsense. And I'm really sorry that this is a horse podcast, but I feel like I, I want to talk about this for me and for my listeners that, um, you know, I love and respect 90% of people. And I fully believe that everyone has a right to their beliefs and their ideas. And, you know, in the way that I vote and where I stand, politically I would defend anyone's right to practice whatever religion they want to you know just anything as long as it's not hurting anyone the planet or yourself if it makes you happy do it go for it as long as it's not harming anything else Um, and that is what is so upsetting to me about everything that's been coming out lately is it's like it's affecting the planet it's affecting people that can get pregnant and it's it's so scary I mean you guys know a couple episodes ago on the let's get personal episode I I talked at length about my relationship and journey with birth control I've been on hormonal birth control for I mean since I was 16 and I'll be 24 in September so uh, I was on the depo shot at first and it made me so depressed and um just like not not good and having some very awful thoughts and then 
um, I switched the pill and I thought I was better, but I didn't realize that I was still experiencing a level while lesser, um, a, a level of depression. And, um, from, from what I have learned and read about, um, you know, hormones and how they affect you on a neurological, psychological level, it is, it is very complicated to, for it to not. And, um, you know, it, medication affects everyone differently. I know so many people that are on birth control and they don't seem to have any issues for me. Um, it coming off of it was like kind of taking the bandaid off a leak <laughs> and it just sprung like the bandaid wasn't really doing a whole lot anyway. It was still leaking, but now it's like all the way gone and it's just spewing everywhere. Mostly facial pus. I have so much acne right now. Um, but my mental health is so much better. Like I have literally never felt better mentally in my life. I feel like I was living in a fog, like just cloudy mentally for so long. And now I, I feel like me again. I feel like I'm awake somewhat, but I'm also feeling fatigue and like something is very wrong with my face and my diet and my stomach and, um, you know, just things like that, that were really being masked by birth control, hormonal birth control. I was on low, low lestrin. And like I said, all medication affects different people differently. So this may not be true for you. And I am by no means at this day and age and at this point in history advocating against birth control. Um, because now I'm in a position where I'm like, great. So um, I don't know. I don't really know what to do because I am a responsible human and I do my very best. But accidents happen. Attacks happen. And I am afraid, like I'm afraid of bumping into the wrong person in public, you know, and, um, and it's not even for COVID anymore. It's for <laughs> whether I'll have to carry a child or not. And, um, it just, it frustrates me so much because I know what birth control does to me and I could try all of the different pills, but like. I don't, I don't want to have to be on a pill that is messing with my head and my body in a way that I don't want. I want the positive effects from getting progesterone, from ovulating. And I, I want, I want that. And I also don't want to have a child. And I also don't want to be on birth control. Other, like, uh, hormonal, I mean. I am on birth control because I'm tracking my cycle and I'm practicing safe sex. And so there's that. And also my boyfriend's going to Korea in August. So I mean like that, that'll do it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I hope that this isn't like super annoying for people to hear, but, um, and at this point you guys have probably like, if your For You page on TikTok is anything like mine, you have heard far better, more eloquent people um, discussing this and making very good points uh, because it's, I just, I honestly can't believe it's happening. But um, yeah, so my head's been kind of frazzled uh, last week. I just, I was not in the headspace to record an episode. Um, that was two weeks ago, I think. Um, yeah. So I didn't have an episode ready to go for Tuesday because also that was the weekend that we had a lot of things going on. So I'm going to, I'm going to move past this now, but, um, I will be leaving some links to some resources that I have personally vetted in the description of this episode. If you are interested in helping in any way, or you need access to those resources, um, they will be there. I wish I could offer the safe housing uh, that lots of people are doing with the, if you need a place to go camping. Um, but I, I live in Arkansas, so, you know, I'll quit, but yeah. <sighs> okay. <sighs> Moving along. Um, yeah. So over the weekend on Friday, we, we had kind of a lot of things happen. Uh, Astro, 
if you guys remember from many, many episodes ago on the We Lost Ghosty episode and some before that, uh, I would assume, uh, we I talked about Ghosty and my history with her and I used to ride her and compete her. There are videos all over my YouTube channel about, um, you know, the shows that I did with her and the rides I had on her. She was an absolutely amazing, amazing mare. And she got into a pasture accident and did her suspensory and so she was retired to be a broodmare. We bred her to a stallion named Kappa Iris Charmer, AI. Um, and then uh, we got Astro. And then a month later, after Astro was born, uh, Ghosty passed away. She colicked and got cast in her stall. We're thinking that she had a, a difficult birth, but um, our vet... I don't think we did a necropsy, but our vet is thinking that she probably had a complication from the difficult birth that just took a while. And then maybe she, when she colicked, because it was in the summer, so maybe she was, well, he was born in April, like early April. So it would have been May. So yeah, it's pretty hot in Arkansas in May. Um, So I think it was getting warm and she colicked. And so it's hard to say if she colicked from, you know, maybe something raptured or just didn't, it just took a month, uh, or if she colicked and then that did something, but she got cast in the stall and I personally found her, I watched it happen. And then me and the guy that feeds had to unroll her and then load her on a trailer and then with Astro. And then I watched her you know, be euthanized and then take Astro home without his mom. It was horrible, very traumatic, did not enjoy that one bit. But then the next day we had a nurse mare for him and uh, got him sorted. So that's been our two nurse mare incidents. I never want to deal with that again. It is so stressful. It's horrible. Uh, The nurse mares are great. And uh, like Romy right now, the one we have right now is a gem and chemically induced. It's think about as ethical as it can be and um she is so sweet such a good mom to rory but um yeah it it's just it's a stressful process making it happen but uh yeah so astro is two now he's two years old and on friday he left and he is now uh going to be living in massachusetts i believe and yeah so We, well, he's my boss's horse, you know, and she made the decision to uh, sell him just because we also have Dexter that is Dixie's baby out of the same stallion or by the same stallion. And Dexter is just the more docile, calm one. And Astro is kind of a lot. And Sunny bred them with the intention of, you know, just producing sport horses, starting to get into that. And, um, she decided to keep one and she picked Dexter because he is more low key, easygoing. And Astro is very much more thoroughbred than warm blood. And Dexter is more warm blood than thoroughbred. It seems mentally anyway. Uh, so Astro had a lot of go and Sonny does not need go. So we made the tough decision to go ahead and rehome him, which is, very, very sad for Miss Zularu because that was her best friend in the whole wide world. Um, but they, she's, she'd been hanging out with uh, Silver's, the four-year-old mare that we have. And uh, her and Astro were hanging out further and further apart. And so I, f- I feel a little bit better about it. And when I, when I started working with Astro, because, you know, he's he's been on a trailer a couple times, but never like properly formally loaded into a trailer um it's been like you know we had him walk up onto it and then shut the door and he was fine because he's half warm blood so he was pretty chill about it um i weirdly when we moved farms all of the babies were so good like nobody was afraid or scared or had explosions or anything like that it was very very easy but um the trailer that was picking him up was going to be a straight load so i was like we need to like we need to have some some foundation so I spent the week leading up to him leaving because I found out that week <laughs> um, loading him on the trailer and he was great. And when they showed up, I 
he had never been on a straight load in his life. He'd never been locked in a partition or anything. And it took all of, I think, five minutes to walk him up onto the trailer. And they shut the butt bar in the ramp. And he just stood there and was like, okay. He, he looked around a little bit, but he was like, all right. Ow. Petting Wally because otherwise he'll sit here and yell at me. And he bit me. Um, I was doing what you wanted. He said, well, I got you. So take that. Um, anyway, so he, he did really good and I'm very proud of him. He was an adult. He was ready to go. So, um, uh, yeah, I hate that they have to leave. I I wish that, you know, Azula and Astro could stay together forever, but I cannot, I honestly financially should not have even bought Azula. (laughs) And so I, there's no way. And also Astro just isn't like, you know, not my horse. Um, I, I love him and he was sweet and funny, but he was not a horse that I would want for myself. I don't think because I like my thoroughbred mares <laughs> and I have two of them. So I don't need to justify not buying a horse, but I feel like I do. So anyway, he, he is, I forget where his pit stop is, but he'll, he'll be there for a while. Um, resting and you know getting worked with by the a friend of the owner and then they'll be going but they loved that I did clicker training and all of that so um he's going to a really good home they take everything very slow and um a friend of the lady that purchased him is uh she owns a cap Irish charmer baby so um he was like four now I think so they'll be they'll be brothers half brothers and um you know they're taking it very slow with the riding and not doing anything strenuous because they are big babies like Dexter. The last time we sticked him, he is 17 hands, 17 hands at two years old, 17 hands at two. And Azula is like 14 too. I sticked her and it said she was 15, but I just don't believe it. So, um, (laughs) anyway, I made a bad decision, I think because I'm five foot eight. So cool. Love that. But yeah, so Astro, Astro has, has departed. He is on his way and I can't wait to like keep up with him and see what he does. But, um, it is sad to see him go, but we are also trying to get our numbers down and not have a million horses here because like, I think we're down to the lowest we've ever had. When I first started working for Sunny, there were over 50 and we have been slowly trying to, rehome and dwindle the numbers and uh we found a lot of you know like riding centers and donation places um that were or like um therapy places that just needed horses to groom on and stuff which is really cool um so we were able to keep tabs on them and uh yeah so now we're down to I think like under 20 on the property which is crazy but Yeah. So, uh, the other thing that happened is we, the, there's this, there's a trainer that is, or an owner, I can't remember, some guy at the track here, because we live very close to the Oaklawn racetrack that has thoroughbreds and races them. And he has Sonny as the, the rehome contact. And he, he's the one that, uh, had Locke, uh, Pioneer Bob that we got. And so we, we've taken a couple of horses off his hands and he had another one named DeGray and we were, uh, we, after Astro left, we went to go get DeGray and load him on a trailer. He's a three-year-old dark bay thoroughbred. He's very cute. Uh, he reminded me a lot of Bubbles. Do you guys remember Bubbles maybe? She's on this YouTube channel if you need a refresher, but, um, she is, she was like just a little thoroughbred. I think he probably was 16 hands, maybe, but he was very dainty and, uh, also three. So probably would fill out more, but, um, yeah, he, he, it turns out that he was not, uh, gelded. His equibase said he was gelded and we were told he was gelded, but when we were leaving, they were like, yeah, sometimes he acts a little study. Um, and we were like, okay, well, I mean, we have a couple of those, but, um, they, I mean, racehorses live in stalls, so they didn't know 
Howell study. Um, and they didn't make that, if they did, they didn't make it evident. And so since it's been so hot here, like it's, it's like real feel 105 every day here. It's ridiculous with like a 60 to 90% humidity. It's awful. It feels like swimming when you're outdoors, but, um, we, we have three fields. Well, we, we've changed it all. But when, when he was coming, we had three fields, we had the gelding field, the middle field, which was like Zoe's field. And then the far field was, um, the retirees, the older brood mares, the ones that don't like have a whole lot of get up and go. And so we were like, we'll stick him out there since it's so hot and he'll get his woohoos out because as a thoroughbred, they have not been, you know, like out in a while. Well, as a racehorse, uh, here in Arkansas, they are stalled almost exclusively. So they get out to get worked and they go on the hot walker, some of them, but I'm not really sure like what exactly the protocol is on that. So stalled most of the time. And the reason he wanted us to work with him was because he was having an issue getting him to go to the track. Um, Not him personally, but like the riders, the jockeys were having issues because he just refused to go out onto the track. And he's bred really well. And he was, I believe, quite, quite money, money. But um, they, they were struggling with that. And he was like, I think he just needs to get his mind off of racing for a little bit and just be like a trail horse and then we'll try him again. Um, which you guys probably know how I feel about that. And Sunny was also feeling the same way, but she was like, you know, we'll see if we can help them out and he might change his mind while he's here and then we'll keep him and rehome him. Um, so that, that was what we were going to do is we were going to work him, assess him and see, like have a body worker, look at him, get his feet addressed, um, change his diet and all of that, uh, which is like kind of, I mean, it's not pointless, but it's kind of pointless if he's going to go back to the track, in my opinion, at least. I have a hangnail. I had to get it. I got it. Um, anyway. So, anyway, we, we went to get him, and we brought him back, and he was so sweet and so cute. And we were like, we're going to turn him out in the docile field where nobody's going to run um, so that our horses don't get all worked up. And, um, you know, he'll probably calm down faster in a field with a bunch of relaxed old, you know, don't care mares and like our 30 year old Arab. And so we, we put him out and, um, nope, he, he, (laughs) he was, we, we came to find out, um, came to find out. Is that okay? We, we observed some behavior and, um, we took him to our vet after that behavior and said, please check to see if this horse is a stallion. And, um, yeah, if you, if you catch my drift, there was, there was some, some things happening and we were like, oh God. So we took him to our vet and he was in fact intact. He just didn't look it, uh, visually, aesthetically, there was not much to see, but, um, apparently they were tangible. So he, he got gelded again. I don't know if he just slipped through the cracks or what happened, but, all of his documents and everything say that he's gelded and he was most certainly not. Um, I witnessed some things, a little bit of animal planet that I didn't appreciate. And it changed the way I looked at, uh, one, one mare in particular, I will not name her, but, um, she, she was, (sighs) there, there was a love story happening and it was, it was a lot. Um, (laughs) so I'll leave it there, but, we we extinguished the situation and took him to the vet and he got gelded yesterday i believe so uh they they have like a 30 day quarantine period before they can like go out and safely not uh breed so we um we we have to deal with some some fallout from that but everybody is safe nobody got injured and everything is like okay as except for my eyeballs I feel like I need to bleach them uh witnessing that just changes the way you look at the animals you know what I mean just a little bit I'm like I know what happens and it's natural but like I I didn't need to like see it I don't know if that's just being a prude but also like if you're cool seeing it I feel like you're the weird one um anyway so that was my fun (laughs) Friday and um 
yeah, so so maybe DeGray will come back. Maybe he won't. He might just go straight back to the track and be a racehorse. Uh, or he, he might not. I, I don't know what the owner's plan is. It's not up to us. So we're just kind of waiting in limbo. But, uh, yeah. So that's fun. Moving right along, uh, I, I wanted to share with you guys that uh, with all of the the mental like eyeball burning things that, and brain burning things that have been happening lately around the world and around the farm. Uh, I, I decided to make some art for myself. And so I'll, I'll insert some pictures for you guys over here. I have been, my boyfriend's really into the Duncan Trussell family hour podcast and I've been listening to it. It's very like spiritual. Um, and I, I really enjoy it. I think it's a really cool podcast and it makes me think about things differently. And I also enjoy the like, I don't know how to explain it. It's it's more of a feeling. And if you listen to it, you'll get the feeling. Listen to a couple of episodes because sometimes, like when I listened to an episode, like the first one I ever listened to, I was like, this is not it for me. But now I listen to it regularly. So it, just, it takes a couple. But um, uh, Duncan Trussell always talks about Ram Dass and uh, who's a Buddhist teacher, I believe. I'm not sure as far as titles go, I could be miss mistitling um but yeah he's he, i believe he is a a buddhist teacher on um a bunch of different you know life things a philosopher if you will and so um duncan trust always talks about him and jacob my boyfriend has been really into like getting books and reading ram Dass and stuff and uh, one of his quotes is be here now. And I like that quote and I have a sticker of it on my laptop, but I was like, uh, I want to do, I want to do some art. And I, I was looking up, uh, birthday presents for my boyfriend actually. And, um, saw like this big circle and it said, be here now in the center of it. It was a big yellow circle and it was plain. I was like, I can make that. So I made a big circle and then below it wrote, be here now in the same font that I have this tattoo in. My oh the cleverness of me tattoo. It's a Peter Pan quote. Uh, so I I love it. I'll insert a picture of it right here, and I think it's fun. And I just wanted to share. And I'm also working on one from the Midnight Gospel. I'll insert a picture of it here. If you guys haven't seen that, it is a Netflix show. It's basically Duncan Trussell's podcast, um, animated by the people that did Adventure Time, and uh, it's just like ten episodes in total or something. And it's, it's, it's just really cool. It's some conversations about different elements of life with different people. And I, I, I really enjoy it. And rarely, even, even as an adhd um, I, a lot of people have comfort shows and I, I am not somebody that likes to watch the same show over and over again because I'm like, I already saw it. It's, it's a novel stimulus or it's not a novel stimulus at this point. I'm blind to it. I've habituated. I, I, I can't watch it because I will not hear anything or see anything because it's not there <laughs> I've already seen it I will not pay attention and so uh but but the midnight gospel is one that is so intricately animated like I said it's by the people that did adventure time so it's it's a cool animation style and there's there's just different things to notice going on all the time it's kind of like where's Waldo the whole episode both from a cognitive standpoint of like what you're thinking about and what you're hearing and what you're paying attention to, you always catch something different every time you watch the episode or think about it differently. And you also visually see things differently. So I really enjoy the show. I, I like watching it. And um, again, there's this feeling that I get. Um, I kind of group it all into the same like when I get really into yoga and the feeling I get when I do yoga and when I think about yoga, like all of that is like and like thinking about being one with the earth. It's this, I don't know what the word is. If, if you're aware of a word for what I'm trying to describe here, um, it's, it's like a connectedness almost. I think that's about as close as I can get with the language assets that I have. Um, it, it's just this feeling of like being a part of a bunch of different things of life, of the world, of the universe, of, uh, in an interconnected web, if you will. And, uh, yeah, so it's, I don't know. It just, it gives me this feeling that I have really found myself liking lately. And it's something that I find in Warwick's podcast too, Warwick Schiller. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm just kind of following that, the draw to it, if you will. 
And so I have just been making some art that I feel like goes with it. And I'm doing it in the style that I've done a bunch of the art on my wall in. Um, so that's, that's something that's helped me de-stress, just channeling some energy. And I, I've had some, some things that I've been working on this summer. I'm in a course and, um, just trying to take a break from studying and going so hard all the time. So that's also why I haven't been on Instagram as much or not stressing myself out about getting a podcast episode up. I just, I want to reel things back and keep them more low key because the way that I'm living is not sustainable. <laughs> like it's so stressful. And I am finally in a place where I feel like I'm able to more so let go of that. Like I think, I think in a recentish previous episode, I was talking about how I was uh, struggling and had talked to a friend about that. I don't feel like I can let go of stress uh, because it, it is what helps me be productive. If I don't have stress, then I'm not doing anything. And uh, if I don't have anxiety, I'm not like running to something or getting anything accomplished and I'll just sit. And some of that is true, uh, but also it's it's not. If If everything that I'm trying to do is stressing me out, why am I trying so hard to do those things? Why don't I do the things that I, like obviously there are things in life that I have to do, right? But there are also other things that I'm working really hard at that are stressing me out that are not benefiting me in any way and are also not necessary and are just taking up time and stressing me out. <laughs> so I'm like, let's, let's roll back on some of those and just take a breather. You know, if you feel like doing it, do it. If you don't, don't. It's my life. I do what I want, except for with my body. Thank you. U S government. Love that. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I've just been doing some art, releasing some stress, and it feels good. I feel like I only draw when I need to give people presents, <laughs> and I don't have money to allocate to that, and I do a drawing instead, which is arguably better because it takes me like upwards of 20-ish hours total to complete one piece, depending on how complicated it is. Um, so, okay, it's a lot, but uh, yeah. Or when I'm stressed or feeling something. When I have a really strong feeling, it's pretty much the only time I ever draw. And I'll go like months without drawing. But if I'm like heartbroken, I'm like, oh, I am into drawing. Or if I'm stressed, I'm into drawing. And so it, it's it's cool. I feel like I'm drawn to it as a like a self-care exercise almost. I don't know if that makes sense to literally anyone. If you're an artist, let me know what you think. Um but I'm just trying to get that engagement up. Comment. Oh my God. Yeah, I think you can on Spotify as well. I normally, there's like a question thing on Spotify. So if you're on Spotify right now on the episode, maybe I'll throw in a question uh, or a poll below and you can answer on Spotify. So that's fun. I don't know if anyone cares about that at all, but it's there. Um, other things to discuss is a couple of days ago, we had kind of a big breakthrough with Miss Zobird. She got a massage from my good bud, Tiffany, and she does Arkansas Equine Massage Therapy, I believe is her business name. And um, she she has been, she's tried to work on Zoe in the past, but for some reason, Zoe has just been kind of impossible to work with. Uh, like she is either wiggly or so sore that you can't touch her. Like one time we went out there and she touched Zoe's chest and she almost bit her arm off. And I was like, for science, you move, let me try. And Zoe did the same thing to me. And I was like, okay, that, that is very sore. And like Tiffany couldn't even work on it because it was so sore. Um, and so we were like, okay, readdressing. And then every other time that she's been out, we've run out of time doing Sonny's horses and since Zoe's not like getting ridden or anything I'm not really pushing it not that non-riding horses don't deserve body work and care it's just like we also had horses that needed it more than she did and I'm not trying to make Tiffany do more than five horses because it's a lot um so yeah Zoe did she got massaged uh was it two days ago and it went so well she was so good. She relaxed. It was the first time I've ever seen her that relaxed, like eyes, like genuinely half-lidded shutting. She was so comfortable, like leaning into the massage and like really enjoying it. And at one point, uh, 
Tiffany was, I, I wasn't really paying attention until like everything started happening, but she, um, she was working around in her shoulder and before she had started, she, she did the thing where they like kind of put one hand on the neck and then grab the halter and ask them to bend their head around a little bit. And Zoe was like not doing it the one way. And then she wasn't really able to, to the left. And, um, Tiffany started working in her shoulder area on the left side. And then all of a sudden Zoe just like turns her head and like tucked it between her own shoulder and Tiffany and like, like all the way around as if she was doing like a carrot stretch. And then, um, when like Tiffany stepped back and she held it for a little bit and then she just slowly undid herself. And then all of a sudden she just like started coughing, like coughing and there was grass coming out of her mouth. And, um, like, which I'm like, are you packing? Do you need to have your teeth done? But she was like, uh, just coughing and, uh, which she normally is very good about her teeth. Like she only has to be done once a year. So I don't know what's going on with that. But um, she she's just like coughing really hard. And Tiffany was like, yeah, there's there's some area the one I, I forget what she said exactly. But when she works on it, that sometimes it will make them cough if they're like really tight or something. And so she's I'm like so bad at communicating this. Um, but she she did. And then she started like shaking uh, like her head really hard, uh, like like a dog. And then um, she coughed again and then did the flamen. Is that how you pronounce it? I've read it, so I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it. Like when they lift their lip, like they're smiling. Um, I think it's the flamen or flamen, flamen hot Cheetos. <laughs> uh, but she did that with her lip and like sucked in really hard with her nose and like... <laughs> And then she, she stopped that and then she just immediately started yawning and blinking super hard and yawned like three or four times in a row and then did a like jaw stretch side to side. Like I was like, Tiffany, what did you do? (laughs) Did you hit the factory reset button? Oh my God. She's like going through all of the releases that there are. And, uh, then after she got done with it, she turned her head all the way to the left and like you could see with how her eye was like, you could see the side of it. And she was like really stretching, intentionally stretching her neck. And then she just stopped and licked and chewed and then took a couple steps towards me. and was like, okay, you may continue. So it was really cool because Zoe, we had been joking before Tiffany started working on her, that she is such a, like a private horse. She does not show when she releases. It's usually after we've, we finished with her and we're walking away that she'll start yawning or releasing. But the whole time that she's being worked on, she just is very stoic. So, um, it was really cool to see her like let that out in front of us. And she had been doing it the whole time. Not, not all of that, but like blinking really hard, which was, I was like, Oh my God, look, she's so relaxed and she's blinking. That's crazy. And then she did all of that. And I was like, okay, well now my standards are much higher for you, young lady. But yeah. So, and the whole time that, uh, Zoe was getting worked on. Tiffany's boyfriend was, uh, scratching Azula. We were in the little round pin area and, uh, which was, it was just great that Azula was on the outside and he was scratching her through the gate and she was loving it because I'm the only one that really ever handles Azula. I don't have another person to like help me work with her. And, uh, you know, like I have Sunny, but we're normally like when we're together, it's normally like we have other stuff going on or stuff to do around the farm or other horses that need to be sold or worked with to get moved. Um, so we, I don't have a whole lot of her time to be like, can you help me with Azula? Except unless it's like something that I really need help with. Um, and then my boyfriend's not super into the horse thing and he is here only on the weekends. And so that's his time off. And so we both kind of use it as our time off to not work on things and just relax. Um, and so occasionally I'll ask him to help me with it, but, um, you know, it's like, I don't have somebody consistently to, and, uh, Tiffany's boyfriend is totally new random person and just all over her. And she was like really into it. And I was like, yes, keep going, do that. Uh, because you know, some, some of the interactions with new people are like vet or farrier. And while our farrier is very good, our vet is not a very pleasant experience for her. And so I'm like, the more, strange men that give her a good experience. Great. That's a sentence that 
I apologize for. Don't take it out of context. I'm talking about my horse. Anyway, um, so other things in the Azula vein, we, after Astro left, since it's going to be really hot again this week, we set up a sprinkler and two fields and Azula has not left it. She adores the sprinkler. Very fun. Very much loves it. Stands in front of it all day long. And uh, can anybody else access the sprinkler? Peripherally. <laughs> but it's Azula's sprinkler. I mean, like, has her face in it. It's like spraying her as it moves under her chin and, like, in the eyeball and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I was always told it's very rude to hose off the horse in the face. But I have two mares that do not care about that at all. Because Zoe, Zoe, like, puts her head down and, like, pushes her face into it and is like, yeah, okay, you make sure you get all the sweat. And, uh, which is not what she's saying because she is a horse, but she, she has never minded having her face sprayed. Uh, you know, I tried to do it politely and like missed it. Um, but Azula just does not care at all. So, uh, that's, that's been great. And, uh, you know, just a, like a little lighthearted thing to see, and especially after like last week, she just learned about what hoses are. And now she's like, hell yeah, sprinkler. So, um, yeah. And, uh, I think to wrap it up, the last thing that I'll say is, um, we have some exciting guests coming soon. I've been in touch with a couple different people, uh, getting, getting some different guests lined up. Like I said, it will be audio only. So if, uh, if that bothers you, I apologize but you can hear us talk with your ears. That's how you've been listening to this podcast the whole time. Anyway, you don't need to see us. And uh, also Zoom, not so great. FaceTime, not everybody has an iPhone. Like, it's complicated. So uh, I'm going to try and explore some options for, like, what the best way to do that is. Um, it just just to make it a little, a little easier on me for the audio. It's doing, like, guest calls remotely. But uh, yeah, it'll be really cool to have uh, some different people on. I know you guys have been wanting some guests. You're tired of listening to me just like shout into the void. Uh, and I'm tired of hearing me talk for an hour or two alone. Who cares that much? Not me. But um, anyway, so to bring it right around back to the Patreon, I will be asking on Discord and probably also on Patreon what you guys want to ask these guests so number one, you'll know ahead of time who's coming on and uh, what, and you'll have a really high likelihood of getting your question specifically answered or, uh, you know, your topic discussed within the episode. I do try to go into episodes with guests with like an overarching topic, like this is what we're going to talk about and not just be all over the place. But, um, you know, sometimes I think those are the most interesting ones where it is like just kind of chaos half interview half q a what the audience wants to know uh and i mean like the episodes i did with kane were like four episodes and we we did three different episodes covering the topic and then the last episode was answering our questions so uh you know maybe something like that if it's if it fits but um yeah i'm really excited to to have different people on and like stick my neck out there again because i have I have really retreated. Ooh, I just slipped. <laughs> Sorry about that. I have retreated in my podcast because I've been out of it for so long that I'm not used to doing interviews anymore or guests. So um, it'll be cool. And to have more people on, different voices talking, <laughs> just period, and different ideas. So I'm um, I'm excited. And if you if you have guest suggestions, make sure to fill out that Google form. That'll be in the description below um, to to suggest some guests that you want to hear. So yeah, in conclusion, in the description will be, in fact, um, the link to that form, the link to the question form, the link to my Patreon, if you guys want to check that out, links to my socials, um, some abortion resources. And uh, I think, I think that is going to cover it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And also, if you guys aren't already aware, I am putting the episodes up on equithery.com under the podcast. And there will be like each episode has its own page. So you'll be able to see the resources. And if you are an audio only listener, you will be able to see the pictures and videos that I shared in the video version over on that page. <laughs> so if you 
if you just want to listen to the audio version and you're like, oh, I want to see what she's showing, then they'll be on that page if you're interested since I can't like put pictures and videos in the show notes, you know? So it's like a, a show notes extended version. Um, so yeah, I think, I think I'm going to stop talking now. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in and I will catch you guys in episode 100 next Tuesday. Bye.